Hi folks and welcome to another episode of the Franchise Entrepreneur and this week I want to uh, talk to you about really well it's going to become a very relevant subject over the next probably few months six months certainly over the next 12 months when we are all starting to reopen our businesses getting back to work and this is when the real impact the long-term impact of what the uh, pandemic has really done to our businesses and this isn't just about hospitality but obviously it's going to have a huge impact on hospitality obviously everyone knows that I'm involved in hospitality in quite a big way so the subject we're going to talk about today is selling your business post lockdown or closing it down now you know neither of these decisions are taken lightly but we're going to have to face reality here. You know, I'm an optimist, always have been, but we can't get away from the situation that we're, we are in, that we face. And it's going to be a real um, decision that some of us are going to have to make. You know, it's a tough decision, but the, the reality is, is there that some of our businesses are going to be impacted in ways that you know, we would never have dreamt of six months ago. Now, as I said, I'm an optimist. And personally, you know, I think my business will probably be okay. It's going to have some tweaks. It's going to have some changes. It's going to be some of my stores that are going to be impacted more than others. Some will do better than others. But the reality is until we got people walking through the door, again, everything's an assumption. You know, everything's a forecast. Everything's a bit of guesswork. Everything's uh, looking at, you know, the sector's information that's been provided from other countries and things like that. But it's not, as anyone would tell you that's done a forecast on their figures, that sometimes they just do not bear fruit, do they? They just don't reflect reality. So until we get live data, we're not really going to know exactly how it's going to impact on, on my businesses. But, you know, I'm still optimistic that we're, we're going to be okay. And, and if we come through this short-term effect, we're probably uh, in a pretty good place. But that's not going to be the case for a lot of people. Now, whether you're an independent that's only got one business, and um, whether it's in hospitality or anything else that's been impacted, it could well be that you're just hanging on by your, your nails at the moment. You know, I certainly know that a lot of restaurants, that regardless of the fact that they've tried to pivot and try to do the best that they can, you know, they furloughed their staff, they've worked in it themselves, they've pivoted, they've done deliveries, you know, they're distributing food, you know, they're doing everything that they can. But now we're going to come to the crunch, you know, when we are allowed to open up. And that's when it's really going to come obvious and whether, one, what you've done is sustainable. Is it something that you can keep on doing? Is it enough? Are customers returning? Are people walking through the door? Are they spending money like they were spending before? And also, you know, the big consideration is where you are in your own life personally. Now, if it gets to a point where, you know, your business, maybe you've been running it for a number of years and you hit a level that you were, you know, you were earning decent money, you were doing okay, you were doing all right. And then this virus comes along and and obviously the the impact of it has really um, been devastating. But you're hoping that it comes back. Now, when you reopen, you find that it hasn't come back in the way in which it was before. Now, you're, you're another few years down the track. You're another few years older. Now, could I restart my business again? Yeah, I probably could. You know, I'm 51, but I probably could because I've still got the motivation and desire to do it. But that's how I'm built. There's a lot of people out there that that's just not the case. You know, there's a lot of people who will just say, well, 
I can't go through all this again. You know, we all know it's been a hard road to travel. Do you want to do it again? And for most people, a lot of people, the answer will be simply, no, I, I can't go through all of this again. So what do you do? So there's, there's the obvious solutions, isn't it? There's the obvious one, which is to sell the business. Now, the problem is, is that we're now in a market where there's probably going to be a lot of businesses on, on the market to be bought. So it will be a buyer's market. You will not get the price for it that you would have got prior to lockdown, prior to the virus. That That's obvious. There is so many ways in which they can bargain the price down. You know, not only the fact that, you know, your initial turnover or your post or pre-virus turnover is almost irrelevant now. You know, your argument will be it will come back. Their argument will be it might come back. It might not. You can't guarantee me that. Therefore, this is the price. How many buyers are there going to be out there? Everyone's, you know, looking at their own their own portfolios and making sure that those are consolidated before they potentially go out and, and buy. There are buyers out there. Of course there are. There are always people out there that are going to want to take advantage of this situation and have the cash to do it. But those same people are pretty shrewd and they're going to get the best possible price that they can. So your expectation has got to come down, I'm afraid. But is it the right thing for you to do to sell? Now, in some circumstances, it, it will be. Like I said, maybe it, you've got to the point now. That, well, really, maybe you were struggling beforehand and this is just now the final nail on the coffin. But there would be a lot of viable, good businesses out there that were operating really profitably before who are now faced with a, a situation where, you know, they don't have big cash reserves. They have used everything to keep their business afloat. They have pivoted, but maybe it's not sustainable pivots. You know, in restaurants, I've seen so many businesses pivoting and that's kept them afloat and staff have been furloughed. They've worked in it. They've kept their costs down. They've managed to keep some money coming through. They've kept their head above water. But how sustainable is that? And how, and not just sustainable, but... Do you want to keep on doing that? There's a lot of business owners out there putting on a hell of a lot of time, effort and hours into this. And that was to keep it afloat, but it's a short term fix. Maybe they don't want to do it on the long term. So, yeah, you know, it's, you know, this is going to be a really tough decision. It's something you've worked in for many, many years. And the reality is, is that you may well be faced with getting pretty much nothing for your business. However, if the business is still sellable, and some won't be. You've got to remember that your goodwill that's within your business is now um, questionable, whereas before it wasn't. Your fixed assets are your fixed assets. But the reality is when it comes to a sale of a business, quite often the fixed assets are certainly secondary in terms of a, a restaurant business. In other businesses, not so much. You know, the fixed assets are a very big part of, of the sale price. But your order sheets may now be questionable. So how do you negotiate this? Now, one of the things I think might come out of this and one of the opportunities for you is that you've got to have the right expectation. You've got to be realistic about this because if you're not, you're not going to get anything from it. Um, you're just going to sink. But one of the things that I think you could negotiate is to retain some form of shares or ownership within that business. So let's just take it on a small scale for a, for a start. Let's just say you've got, I don't know, say a cafe or, or a small restaurant or something like that or a bar. 
someone could come in, make a pretty low offer. You're disappointed, but you're going to get some some form of cash out of it. And maybe you've already made plans to to work elsewhere, do a different job, different experience, maybe even start up another business. But you want something from this business. Now, the initial offer might be really small, but it may give you a few quid. But what if that business comes back? What if that business goodwill customers start flowing back? Now, you don't want to have lost out there. So there's two things that you can negotiate. You can negotiate a price that is dependent upon them giving you the deposit now, which effectively, um, that's what they do. They give you a lower amount now, and they will then start operating that business with a view that the remainder is deferred and is based upon them hitting certain sales figures. So if, if the business never comes back, they never get to pay you anything more, and they take full ownership of the business over, say, maybe two years. So you might negotiate, look, if this business comes back gradually over the next two years, I don't want to have found out that, you know, six months down the line, all of a sudden that business that was really viable before is now turning over what it was turning over prior to the pandemic. So make sure that there's some sort of staggered payment in there that is payable upon them hitting certain sales figures. If they don't hit them, then they take full ownership after two years and they haven't paid you an extra penny. Um, now, obviously, this has to be auditable, but what it does is it enables you to walk away. You get a few quid in your pocket, but you see the upside if the business comes back over the next year, two years, whatever it is that you negotiate. That's really important because you at least feel that you're you're getting something back from the business. But it's all equally important for the buyer as well, because the buyer goes, well, OK, look, I'm putting a low capital amount in now. And if the business comes back all well and good, I'm still getting a discount and I'm getting deferred payment. And effectively, the business will be funding the purchase. But if it doesn't come back, then I've still got the the low deal in the first place when I'm not having to pay out anything extra. So everyone wins there. You don't get the full asking price of what you would have got pre-coronavirus, but you don't get the bare minimum either. You've got the potential to earn more money now the other option is is that maybe there is no second payment maybe the second payment is doesn't exist at all but you retain shares within the business so it could be that someone comes in and, and basically you say right okay yeah let's just throw some numbers out yeah you give me ten thousand pounds you get 80 percent of the business you draw up a partnership agreement tells you your rights. Now, you obviously have to be quite careful here on what your rights will be in terms of dividend, future dividend payments. But you retain an interest in it, which, which again, could be very, um, very good for you. You know, you could have walked away with nothing. But in this instance, you're going to walk away with a, a little cash pot. But also you retain some interest in a business that, let's face it, could have been 10, 15 years you've been building up. You don't want to lose everything here. So there are options here and there are others, which I'm, I'm not going to go into, but I think these two at the moment, I think are really key. They're not the usual in the past, but we're not in the past now. We're in a new age. We're in a post-corona environment and you need to try and protect yourself as much as possible, but at the same time, be realistic on what you're potentially going to get. 
these are good compromises. Both of these are good compromises, not only for you, but also for the owner. And there will be people out there that will, will take your hand off for these deals. I mean, I'm so, I would certainly do these deals. Put down a low deposit on a, on a business. Take the majority of the shares with the potential that you will pay out at a later point. But the business effectively would have funded that purchase. That's a good deal. That's a good deal for me. That's a good deal for you. Or potentially having a partnership with you that they retain some interest in it. Now, the benefit for the buyer is, is that you've got someone who has worked in the business for many years at the end of a phone call that will be able to give you insights into the business, insights into potential customers that you've dealt with previously. They've got the inside track. You've managed to retain a lot of that experience. Now, of course, they're not working in it on a day-to-day basis, but part of the agreement can be that effectively they act as either unpaid consultants or even paid consultants to come back into the business and give you advice on the running of it. Everyone benefits again from that. You know, the seller benefits with potential consultancy payments and the new owner benefits because he's retained a lot of that experience and knowledge of the business. So, you know, even within this, what could be a very um, negative period in terms of, you know, you're feeling down that you're, you're in this situation, you could still come out of this with a, a better than maybe expected um, result. And then, of course, you know, we come on to the really, guess, you know, the final consideration, and that is just closing the business. Now, that's tough. No one likes to close a business down, especially one that they've worked, you know, many, many years to try and build up. No one wants that. But there is a reality here that, you know, if you can't sell the business, that you cannot do these two kind of deals that I've previously mentioned. And the worst case is, is that it is burning cash. Now, if, if it's breaking even, then you can afford a bit of time give yourself a bit of space. It may mean that you're working long hours, but it may mean that that gives you enough time to to find a buyer for it. But if that's not the case, if it's burning cash, you're still working in it, it's burning cash, it's, it's you know, it's a dead business. You've gone through it all. You're burning through cash. You're not, you cannot see a way out of it. There isn't the option. Then the only other way is to close that business down. But again, I've seen so many times owners wait and wait and wait and wait because it's an emotional tie it's very difficult to close your business down and without being emotionally attached to it but you've got to look at your well a number of things you've got to look at your financial health but also your own your own wealth you need to be able to come out of this with at least something and if you if the business is burning cash then the sooner you close it the better you know, I've seen so many people that have thrown their savings into it, remortgaged their houses, you know, you name it. They've done it on the belief that somehow some miracle is going to happen and that business is going to turn around. If you honestly believe and, and in your gut, you'll know that the business is, is not going to turn around and you cannot find a buyer, then that's the time that maybe you need to have a, a real straight conversation with your accountant or your advisor or or someone that's close to you and get that third party view of your business someone that's not emotionally attached to your business that can really sort of cut through it and basically tell you look you need to walk away from this now 
and you need to do that as early as possible because if you don't then you're pouring cash into it then all you're doing is that you're risking your 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 health your future your family's financial well-being um there are people out there that can help you there are coaches out there yes you might spend a little bit of money but your accountant will probably give you you know a free half an hour talk on on the business just to quickly run over your figures depending on what kind of relationship you have with him you might have a good friend out there that might might do it hell look you can phone me send me over your spreadsheet send me over your P&L have a 30 minute chat with me I'll tell you within a very short period on whether this business is a, a viable one to take forward so there are people out there that can help you but you've got to take action and you cannot put your head in the sand you know hopefully you're in the option number one in fact, hopefully, you're you're in in my situation where you are positive and you believe the business will come back. But if you're not, I'm hoping that you know option one is the option for you, and the and it's a good option. And again, there are people out there you can approach. You know, as I said, I'm interested in businesses that are in that category that maybe don't need a high capital injection or high valuation i don't have to spend a lot of money initially to buy the business but the owner retains some sort of interest in the business whether that's a potential buyout later or retains some sort of shares in it i'd be very interested in talking to any business that's in that situation and particularly within hospitality because that's where my strength lies and it's where i've got my resources so look i hope you're not in either of these situations but if you are you know i hope this is um been helpful and if it has been then do drop us a, a line comment on on the podcast or join any one of my social medias i'm on facebook instagram linkedin pretty much everything under des phoebe so until the next time our next podcast is on wednesday oh and also silly me i've got a big announcement in terms of uh, a guest now i haven't done too many guests but this is a big one I'll announce it on on Wednesday. So yeah, tune in and take care and stay safe. I'll speak to you soon.